one Christian author pointed out that somebody said to him, eight out of ten Christians will fail to finish the race as they ought. In fact, King Asa, he started well, but he did not end well. Many start, few finish. So today I want to focus on extra strength. There's a pastor that I've enjoyed listening to and watching on television. He is a solid Bible preacher and teacher. His name is Dr. David Jeremiah. He's from the San Diego area and pastors a church there and has done a great job at communicating God's Word. Well, David Jeremiah tells the story of Dr. P.P. Job, who spoke at a Christian rally in New Delhi, India, in 1998. After the rally, he received threats against his family. At this, at the time, his son Michael was training at the university to be a medical missionary. One evening, a white Fiat with Delhi plates traveling at a high speed changed lanes, rammed into Michael, and sped away without stopping. Michael died from the injuries. Dr. Job was inconsolable. It happened, he said, because I am a preacher of the Word of God. I was shattered. There are no words to describe the pain I went through. As he read his Bible, he found Philippians 1.12 that reads, The things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. That verse strengthened Dr. Job's faith, imparting courage to advance the gospel. Today, there is the Michael Job Orphanage, the Michael Job High School, the Michael Job Residential Art and Training College, and the Michael Job Memorial Chapel. Multitudes have been inspired by this story. And God is gaining glory for Himself throughout India because a father was inwardly strengthened by the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand, there is power in God's Word. God's Word can give you faith that will overcome your fear. God's Word will cause hope to arise within your soul when all hell is breaking loose around you. God's Word will give you strength for your stress because God's Word is living and active and it is powerful. And so I want you to understand again, as I pointed out last Sunday in the words of Bible teacher and Christian author Robert Morgan, the secret to extra strength isn't so much found in medication as in meditation. It's not extra strength pills we need, but extra strength passages from God's Word. God's Word will be, as the psalmist said, a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Not only will it show you where you're at, it'll show you where you should be going and it'll reveal to you how to get there. Hallelujah. I want you to understand today. That even when you're in the dark, 
God's Word will not leave you in the dark. It will illuminate. It will reveal. It will shine. And it will dispel the darkness of gloom and doom because God's Word is greater than chaos. God's Word is greater than any storm. God's Word is greater than any trouble. God's Word will sustain you in any trial. God's Word will strengthen you in the tribulation. God's Word is powerful. And this morning I want to share a word from God's Word that holds the key to experiencing extra strength from the Lord. It's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9. And I'm going to read the bold and highlighted parts of this verse. And later on I'll read the latter part. 2 Corinthians 16 verse 9 reads this way. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. There was a seer or a prophet by the name of Hanani, who uttered these words to King Asa. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Again, the words spoken here were directed to a king who early on his reign had a heart committed to the Lord, but who now, in his latter years, lost his devotion to the Lord. CWC Life family and friends, please remember this truth. Devotion to God in the past is no guarantee of devotion in the present. Nor is devotion to God in the present a guarantee of devotion in the future. Devotion to God is a day-by-day challenge. Let me say it again. Devotion to God in the past is not a guarantee of devotion in the present. And neither is devotion to God in the present a guarantee of devotion in the future. Devotion to God is a day-by-day challenge. Therefore, I want to exhort you, CWC Life family and friends, whatever our situation or circumstance, don't forget God's faithfulness. Don't forget the only reason you made it through that trial was because God was your help in your time of trouble. Don't you forget that the only reason you have acquired and experienced true success in life is because God has been faithful to you. Don't you forget that moment when you found yourself in a crisis and you saw no way out and yet you cried out to God and He heard your cry and He delivered you out of that pit of despair. Whatever our situation or circumstance, let us not forget that great is His faithfulness, that His mercies are new every morning. 
the full life study Bible footnote points out. God so values those who are devoted to Him that He searches throughout the whole earth to mark all who love Him faithfully and identify themselves with His cause. God does this to support and help such people in whatever dangers, afflictions, or trials they face. If your heart is set on God, if your heart is committed to God, God is going to mark you. And God is going to see to it that you have the aid and the help you need, no matter the trial, crisis, or circumstance you find yourself in. I'm not talking about having a perfect heart because we never will have a perfect heart this side of heaven. God calls us to have a loyal heart, one that is fully committed, one that is surrendered to Him, regardless of the struggle, regardless of your weakness. If you choose to continue to give your heart to God, God will strengthen you in your struggle. God will aid you in your trial. God will help you in your tribulation. Because a perfect heart isn't a sinless heart, but a heart wholly yielded to the Lord and fully trusting Him. Now there are some lessons we can learn from King Asa's experience. Again, I want you to read 2 Chronicles 14 through 16, all three chapters, because you're going to discover here's a king who started well, but he ended badly. But there's some lessons that we can extract from his life as a king. The first is this. Faith in God will give us victory over what we fear. Faith in God will give us victory over what we fear. Notice what the prophet, the seer, king, or the prophet or seer, Hanani, said to the king Asa prior to what he stated in verse 9. In 2 Chronicles 16, verses 7 and 8. At that time, Hanani, the seer, came to king Asa and told him, Because you have put your trust in the king of Aram instead of in the Lord your God, you missed... Your opportunity to destroy or the chance to destroy the army of the king of Aram. Don't you remember what happened to the Ethiopians and Libyans and their vast army with all of their chariots and charioteers? At that time, you relied on the Lord and he handed them over to you. What this prophet was revealing... Is something we're going to read about later in 2 Chronicles 14 that transpired. And he's telling this king, Now that you have been threatened by the northern kingdom of Israel, and the king is now coming against you, you decided to hire out a king, the king of Aram, to help you to fight against this king, thinking that if you put your trust in this king of Aram, you would gain victory over the king of of northern, the northern kingdom of Israel. But the king was told by the prophet, you missed your chance to not only see God give you victory over the king of Israel, but even victory 
over this king of Aram that you've hired. In other words, God, if you would have trusted in him, would have gave you complete victory. Not only of what you're facing today, but what you will face tomorrow. I want you to hear me, CWC Life family and those on live stream. That when you trust in the Lord, not only will God help you today, He will help you tomorrow. As the poet said, yesterday He helped me, today He is the same. How long will this go on? Forever. Praise His name. If you choose to put your faith in God, He will enable you, He will empower you to overcome whatever you fear. In the words of Dr. Warren Wiersbe, faith enables us to understand what God does. Faith enables us to see what others cannot see. As a result, faith enables us to do what others cannot do. King Asa decided to trust in man. Instead of trusting in God. And he lost his chance to see God give him not only a victory in his today, but a victory in his tomorrow. Another lesson that we can learn from his experience is this. The odds that are against you can't stand up to the God who is for you. The odds that are against you can't stand up to the God who is for you. Now go to with me to 2 Chronicles 14, verses 8 through 11. Here is what the, the, the seer, the prophet Hanani was talking about when he spoke to King Asa. 2 Chronicles 14, verses 8 through 11. It says, King Asa had an army. Of 300,000 warriors from the tribe of Judah armed with large shields and spears. He also had an army of 280,000 warriors from the tribe of Benjamin armed with small shields and bows. If I know my math correctly, that's 580,000. Is that correct? 580,000 warriors King Asa had at his disposal. It says both armies were composed of well-trained fighting men. Once an Ethiopian named Zerah attacked Judah with an army of one million men and 300 chariots. They advanced to the town of Marcia, so Mauritia. So Asa deployed his armies for battle in the valley north of Mauritia. Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God. Notice, for we trust in you alone. It is in your name that we have come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere men prevail against you. And if you read the rest of the story, you discover that God gave him the victory even though he was outmanned almost two to one, even though the odds were against him almost 
two to one. Because even when the odds are against you, they cannot stand up to the God who is for you. Even when it seems that you don't have the necessary resources. Listen, if God is all you have, God is all you need, and you will triumph, you will prevail, you will overcome. You don't have to fear what has come against you. If God is for you, who can be against you? In the words of Max Lucado, the power of prayer is not in the one praying, but in the one who hears our prayers. Here we see King Asa in the midst of the battle, in the heat of the battle, he cries out to God. Now I want to encourage you, if you're in the midst of a spiritual battle, if the devil is tempting you, if you're in the midst of trouble that the devil has stirred up, if you're in the midst of spiritual warfare, cry out to Jesus. Cry out to the Lord. Cry out to God. Because he says and invites you and I, in Psalm chapter 50, verse 15, he says, call on me in the day of trouble, and I will answer you, and you will glorify. God is inviting you right now. If you're in the midst of trouble, if you're in the midst of trial or tribulation, if you're in the midst of the battle, He's inviting you to call because the moment you call, you give Him a foothold in the battlefield and the tide is turned around because God is greater than your trial, your temptation, your trouble, your tribulation. No matter what has come against you, God is greater still. And He will enable you to be, as we heard at the beginning of this service, Romans 8.37, He will enable you, empower you to be more than a conqueror. In the words of Pastor Mark Batterson, prayer is the difference between the best I can do and the best God can do. Prayer is the difference between the best we can do and the best God can do. There's one more lesson we can learn from King Asa. It's a sad lesson, but it must be told nonetheless. Foolish choices result in unnecessary consequences. Let me say that again. Foolish choices result in unnecessary consequences. Look at the latter part of 2 Chronicles 16 verse 9. When the prophet, the seer, Hanani, spoke the words that he did there, he ended by saying this to King Asa, What a fool you have been. From now on, you will be at war. What was he telling him? It was foolish for you to go from trusting in the Lord to trusting in man. That was a foolish choice you made. Because God is looking. He's searching throughout the whole earth. His eyes are running to and fro. And He's just looking for a person whose heart is postured toward Him. Is looking to Him. Is loyal to Him. Is wholly committed to Him. So that then He can strengthen. He can make them brave. He can give them power to overcome. But you chose 
instead of looking to God, to leaning on man. What a fool you have been. From now on, you will be at war. In other words, now you're going to have to deal with unnecessary consequences. You're going to have to fight battles you would have never had to have fought if you had decided to trust in the Lord instead of in man. Listen to this and don't forget it. Though I am free to make choices, I am not free to choose the consequences to my choices. Though I am free to make choices, I am not free to choose the consequences to my choices. And I've seen it. I've seen it in the body of Christ. I've seen it among believers. I've seen it among us preachers. We experience a consequence and then we're like, what happened? I thought God was for me. I thought God was with me. But I walked away. I decided to do my own thing. I decided to lean on my own understanding. And now I want to blame him for the consequence. He had nothing to do with that. That was my choice. I decided to say, I know what your word says, God. I know what you're telling me. I know what you've spoken to me through through wise counsel. But I'm going to go ahead and go and lean on man or lean on my own understanding. And then a consequence results from that. And then we're like, where's God? Why did he walk away? Why did he leave me? No, I walked away. I left him. I can't be blaming him for the consequence to the choice that I made outside of his will, way, and word. And there are unnecessary battles, unnecessary consequences that sometimes we experience in our lives because we decided, I'm going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to lean on man instead of in God. That's what happened to King Asa. He had a great start as a king, but a terrible ending because he went from trusting in God to trusting in man. He went from leaning on God to leaning on man. I want to encourage you. Don't stop trusting God. Don't stop leaning on the Lord. Let me wrap up this message. First of all, with a passage out of the prophet's book by the name of Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 8, this is what God says through the prophet Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Watch. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Did you catch it? 
When I start trusting in myself or in others, what happens? I become stunted. My growth stops. And what happens? I move from fruitfulness to barrenness. But if I keep my trust in the Lord, not only do I keep on living, that's what it means. Their leaf remains green. They remain green. Green is symbolic of a, a, a plant, a tree that is alive, that is living. When you trust in God, you will be alive. You will be living. You will be thriving. You will be fruitful. No matter what kind of season you're going through, it can be a weary, hot season. But as long as you trust in God, you have roots that go deep. You're by the riverbank, the flow of the Spirit, replenishing, renewing, rejuvenating you. So that no matter how hot the trial is, you are not withering away. You are still flourishing. You are still fruitful because God will provide the supply of strength and of a spirit that you need to keep on thriving no matter the season as you trust in Him. So I want to give you two directives. Two directives. First, trust God daily. Trust God daily. You want extra strength? No matter the season you're going through, trust God daily. You know the passage. It's familiar. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Look how it reads in the New Living Translation. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will. Notice in what? All you do. And He will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord with all. Circle that word in your mind. All your heart. And then seek His will. Seek Him in all you do. All, all, all. Notice how it reads in the Message Bible. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Watch this. Everywhere you go, He's the one who will keep you on track. Isn't that good? Trust God from the bottom of your heart. What I need to do, Pastor, trust God when? Daily. And then, secondly, Turn to God daily. Turn to God daily. Look what the psalmist says in Psalm 5, verses 1 through 3. Oh Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help. My King and my God. For I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Watch this. Each morning. Did you see that? Each morning, I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. God wants you and I to know how to live fruitfully no matter the season that we're in. 
God wants you and I to experience what it is to have victory. No matter the trial, trouble, tribulation, circumstance, situation we find ourselves in. The key is understanding that devotion to God is a day-by-day challenge. It's a day-by-day thing. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray. Give us day by day in Luke 11, 4, our daily bread. In Matthew 6, he said, give us this day our daily bread. Every day I need to seek him. Every day I need to trust him. No matter how long I've been walking with Jesus, something that I've learned is, doesn't matter how many years I've been with Jesus, I still need to lean on Jesus every day. I still need to call on Him every day. Because no matter how far I've grown in Him, there's no way that I can compare what I know to the one that knows everything. There are things that I will never understand this side of heaven. But if I pray to Him, He will give me understanding beyond my years. He will give me strength beyond the trouble I'm facing. And even though I won't get all the answers, I will have the strength to overcome regardless if I never get an answer that I will satisfy me. He will give me the strength to overcome anyways. God is not looking for you to have a perfect heart. He's looking for you to have a surrendered heart. He's saying, give me your broken heart. Just surrender it to me. And I'll give you a whole heart in the process to strengthening you because your heart is postured in the right way. This message today is from the bottom of my heart to you. I don't just want you to have a good start. I want you to have a strong finish in the Lord. I want you to finish this race. I want you to end well, not just start good. I want you to know how it is to live victoriously, flourishing, thriving, no matter the season that you're in in life. I want to encourage you today. Finish strong. And how can that happen? Posture your heart toward the Lord. Day by day. Keep looking to Him. Saying, Lord, here I am. I need you again today. I need of your mercy and grace today. He invites you and I to come. He says, come to me. You come to me, I will in no wise cast you out. He said, come. Come with your good. Come with your bad self. Come with your ugly self. But if you surrender, I will show you how my strength can be perfected in your weakness. I will restore you. I will heal you in those places of brokenness that you thought you were endlessly bound to be broken in. I will mend I will heal. I will make whole. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word today. Thank you for your instruction. Thank you for showing us through your word how we can experience your strength. It's by exercising faith. Faith that will enable us to overcome whatever we fear. 
It is by understanding that the odds that are against us can't stand up to you, the God who is for us. Lord, I pray as well. May we have the wisdom not to be foolish like King Asa was. Not to stop trusting in you and deciding to trust in man or in our own understanding. But that we would daily trust in you. That we would daily turn to you. I pray for my family here, Father, at this campus right now, as well as I pray for my family and friends watching on live stream. Help us all to trust you daily. To turn to you daily. Because devotion to you is a day by day challenge and choice. God, thank you that we can come with our hearts turned to you regardless of where they're at right now. And if we will just turn to you, call on you, seek you, praise you, worship you and surrender you will bring healing to our heart you will take us from brokenness to wholeness you will take us from barrenness to fruitfulness let it happen in Jesus name Amen